scriptures are out of the Passion Translation tonight, so if you want some kind of guidance, but um, we'll just we'll just go ahead first. <coughs> How many believe we need the favor of God on our lives? telling you, electronics up here, I don't know what's happening. We blew up a microphone, you know, and my iPad just did this, and it never does that, so I don't know what that is, but we'll go with it anyway. I'm going to start here, Proverbs 20, I'm going to read it later out of the Passion Translation, but I'm going to read this, there's a desirable treasure, oil, in the dwelling of the wise, 2120, Proverbs 2120. There is a desirable, there is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. He who follows righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. I'm just going to read it, but I'm going to go back to it. I'm just going to read it out of, out of Passion Translator. In wisdom's house, you'll find delightful treasure and the oil of the Holy Spirit. The stupid squander what they've been given. <laughs> Someone say amen. And that's a good translation right there. The lovers of God who chase after righteousness, say I'm chasing after righteousness, you love God, so you're chasing righteousness, will find all their dreams come true, an abundant life drenched with favor, and the fountain that overflows with satisfaction. That's good for us. Father, we thank you tonight. <laughs> For the favor of God. And Lord, I ask tonight that, Lord, you just speak to us, teach us. Lord, help us to, to step into what you've, you've called us, Father, for this moment, for this Kairos time. And I thank you, Father, that you're bringing us into an understanding that the closer we come to you, the more glory and presence is on us, Father, the more it attracts people, good and bad. And we ask tonight that you just release an understanding of that. Lord, revelation understanding of that so that we can step completely into it. And I thank you for that tonight. And uh, we love you, Holy Spirit, we thank you. And I'm just gonna start, I just wanna hit a couple things because I feel like the Lord was speaking to me about us, all of us in this place, stepping into the complete favor of God and what that looks like and how, he, how he'll help us to do that. But the main thing is to, 
seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? So if I sound like I'm 15, it's okay because my voice is clean because we're a saint tonight. Um, but the Holy Spirit is, is showing us that the favor of heaven is for you and it's for now, right? The favor of God is for us. How many remember um, Saul, right? I'm just going to talk about a couple things because Saul was marked by God to do what he was to do, but then David took his place. And uh, we just look, I just, I'm just looking at a couple things because it, it makes me think about us and our lives. And when we see that Saul was given an opportunity, they wanted him as king, where was he hiding? How many know where he was hiding? He's hiding in the baggage. He's hiding with the sacks of stuff, trying to hide out. Because why? Because I believe right out the gate, he had the fear of man on him instead of the fear of the Lord. Now, David is in the opposite, right? David was out in the field. He was worshiping. He was doing what he was supposed to do. He was being faithful with the little. And then the Lord, point, well, the, the prophet pointed him out and said, no, he brought all the sons before him. And he said, the horn of oil went on David, right? He said, go to the house of Jesse. But it, the favor went upon David. And, and I know this for this age, that God's raising up, what? The tabernacle of David, right? We talked about worship last week, didn't we? Oh, you weren't here. So we talked about worship, and I got a lot of good feedback. It was good. It was, we had a great night. But the power in, in what we want to understand about worship is that the more we worship, the more we give our lives over, the more we release our hearts to the Lord, the more favor the more release of the oil, the more glory that comes to us. And I, I don't know about you, but I know this about David. David gave his life completely to worship the Father. Even in the midst of, of his, his setbacks, he gave his entire life to worshiping the Father. He was a man of war, but then Solomon what? Solomon, his son, built the temple, and the glory of the Lord what? He designed what David had in his heart, the next generation brought him into the fullness of that, and he saw the glory of the Lord come on the temple, and the favor of God came on that, because they didn't just show up, all that gold didn't come from anywhere, you know, it just didn't appear. People gave, and so I just feel like, I'm not taking another offering, just, you know, I'm just talking about what happens when favor comes, and what I'd like to see, and this is what I want us to focus on tonight, is that you become benefactors of God's presence and glory. Because that's what the church is called to do, is to be benefactors. You're supposed to be the entrepreneurs of God's presence. And, I, and I'm going to put it in business terms because we need to see that God is totally wanting to run into the marketplace. Sorry about my voice. It's just happening. But it's okay. But the release of heaven is coming to the body of Christ if we'll just press in further into who he is and the fullness of who he is. I'm prom I promise you, right? Ephesians Chapter 1, oh gosh, help me. I got a lozenger in my mouth, so it's just not, <clears throat> I'll take a sip. Yep, I'll drink to that. Okay. <laughs> For Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children, through our union <laughs> with Jesus, the anointed one, the anointed one, the anointed one. Ha. 
so I'm, I'm beating this thing, so that this tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace. Everyone say glorify his grace. Grace can be translated <laughs> as a couple different things. Grace is the favor of God, and it's the ability of God, right? Unmerited favor, which I don't love as a translation of what grace is, but it is favor. It's like this crazy favor on your life. What? When God, when the blood of Christ, when you became born again, you had this grace on your life. It's called the favor of God. Now, let's not, I'm not going to preach a prosperity message tonight. I'm going to preach a favor message because we all need the favor of God. And God wants us to live out of a place of favor and not poverty, right? Not lack, but abundance. He wants us to live out of that. Is that an American gospel? No, it's the Bible, right? I'm not talking about storing up cars and big houses. I'm talking about God's favor, his oil. Come on, there's a desirable treasure that God wants to release over your life. And that's the oil of his presence, that's the very thing, the substance of who he is that brings us into the fullness of who he is as we worship, as we adore, as we give him all the glory, all the praise, all of our lives, as we, con as we continue. <laughs> oh, this is a hard one tonight. But the love of God cascades over us, right, through the blood of Christ. And we glorify his grace. And for the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, ready, he has for us. Come on, if you didn't know that, that's a ha-ha moment for you. But the reality is that the same love that he had for Jesus, in all the sacrifice, he didn't want to let his son, right, he didn't want to go die for the world, right, but he gave his one and only son because it was always in the plan, right, from the foundations of the earth, right, he released his son for the plan of God to come and set us free, right? And so in that, he gave his one and only son, and therefore, the, that blood translated you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, but most importantly, it adopted you, right? And so what is it about adoption? Adoption is this, because in, in the Hebrew culture, it wasn't so significant, but in the Greek culture, it was this. You would take someone, and it's just like you would think today. It was a legal document that said, everything that I have and all my legacy and all my inheritance goes to this one. That you're no longer outside, that you don't belong outside of, of something else, but the inheritance that you've been given is already provided, and you don't have to try for it, you don't have to strive for it. It's been given to you, right, so that we live out of that place. But here's, here's what I want to look at. You know, when the Holy Spirit calls you to do something, what does it look like? How are, you, how are we stepping into it? Are we stepping into it with confidence? Because this has very much to do with your destiny and your purpose. Because if we don't understand that we've been adopted in the beloved and we live with him and through him and all these things and we don't step and live out of that place, right? Knowing who you are, the identity message, it's, we need it. But the reality is this, that most of us step are standing outside of that. And God wants us to step into it because you weren't created for just have a you know, mediocre life. 
That God has created you with a purpose, no matter what the task is, no matter what the calling is, no matter what the mission you have, it doesn't mean it's significant if it's smaller or higher than, you know, we have all these ways of comparing ourselves to what ministry looks like or what living out of the presence of God looks like. It could be doing simple things and just giving your life to that and just being honest with yourself that I'm going to give all my life to worship in that way. Ready? We're kind of piggybacking off of, off of last week's message because God has called us. It's always we look at, at this or going out on the streets or doing something else <laughs> to be. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I have a really deep voice, so that's weird when my voice cracks like that. <laughs> um, but the reality is that he's calling us outside to step into fullness, to not. Lie. Be here a couple hours. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, but I feel it, right? It's straining. So for the same love he had for his beloved one Jesus, he has for us. Ready? And this unfolding plan brings him pleasure. See? So the reality is that God wants us to step into something. It's his unfolding pleasure over our lives. It's his good pleasure that as we listen, as we hear, as we step into the fullness of what he called us to, that we don't step back like orphans, but we step into the fullness of adoption. Where's the favor come? In the document. In the thing that's been written over your life. Where's the favor come? It comes from the very place where Jesus gave himself for you. And that we live out of that place. That you don't live as, some, as someone who's a second-class citizen. No. And so we look at these things, and when, when we feel like, you know, man, what about persecution? What about these other things? You know what? Persecution, they thought of as a badge. <laughs> like if they were suffering the same things as Christ, that was a badge. It was like an honor, right? And so it's all in our perspective. Right? What are we doing for Jesus? What does it look like? And where does he want us to, to lay our lives down? And what does it look like when we give our lives fully to it? Right? Because that's all he's asking you. Like to, to grab hold of what you're called to right now and give yourself fully to it. It's not like we're, we're always way ahead of ourselves, aren't we? Like I got to be way out here. And God's saying, no, I'm calling you to be faithful with what I've given you, because stewardship is right. Be faithful with the little so that the much can come. But the much doesn't come till you get through the little, right? And so the little is okay. We live out of that in the fullness of what he's going to do in the small, like in the one city to get to 10 cities. And so even as a, as a ministry, as, peop, as all of us, right, whatever you're doing in your life, that the Spirit of God's calling you to just be faithful, just keep showing up. I say that to a couple people, man, just keep showing up. Like, I keep, it's hard for people, to, honestly, I really don't understand it, but it's hard for people to get through the door. It's true. And so we need to pray. Like when you don't see people here, sometimes it's because they can't get here because they mind. And sometimes it's not. But it's true. People like struggle to get in just to, to a service. 
because all kinds of things are coming at them, right? All right, so his unfolding plan, right? Psalm 102, verse 11. My days are marked by the lengthening shadows of death. I'm withering away, and there's nothing left of me. That's not an encouraging voice, uh, verse there. But then I remember that you, O Lord, still sit enthroned as king over all, and, your, and the fame of your name will be revealed to every generation. I know you're about to rise and show your tender love to Zion. Now it's time, Lord, for your compassion, your mercy to be poured out. The appointed time has come for your prophetic promises to be fulfilled. Why am I reading this verse? This verse has everything to do with us sticking in, right? When things are, right, my days have been marked and lengthened by the shadow of death. How many have been through seasons that were dark? I mean, everyone in this room's had a season where they've been, do- it's been like, you know, not so good. <laughs> Come on, I'm not living in the glory. I'm not, I'm not living on the train of glory. I'm not living in the awakening glory train. Come on. And, and God wants, to, wants us to have perspective on those things because he's trying to pull us into the fullness of righteousness and seeing that when he, when he speaks things over you, when he declares things over you, it doesn't matter what it looks like because he's going to bring you there. I don't know if this sounds like favor yet. But I'm talking about favor, and we're going to get to some specific things because I know this, that the Lord wants to put favor on this body. Right, like I feel it, I feel it like it's going to break, break open, and there's some things that, the, that are about to open up, but I want, you to, I want you to believe with me that God's going to begin to, and it doesn't just happen through one person, you understand, it doesn't just happen through me, because everything's about me, no, it happens because everybody's walking under a cloud of, of favor, under a cloud of his presence, under a cloud of who he is, and working and moving through uh, difficulties to get to the promise right the word of the lord tested joseph i'm going to get into that in a moment but there's facts that that we see that when god we're we're headed somewhere and there's always things that are going to try to stop us from getting to the place where god calls us to therefore you need favor i need favor i need to believe that god's opening things up and that there's something that's going to break open right because you love the lord undeniably now you live this amazing life under the favor of god can i just say that that's a simple statement because you love the lord undeniably like you won't deny him i think i need to turn the air on right all of a sudden i'm like melting it's not entitlement but it's an overflow of who he is. I'm talking about favor. It's not entitlement, but it's an overflow of who he is because God is everything that you, right? The goodness of God. He is so amazing. He is so good. John 10, 10. The thief has one thing in in mind. He wants to steal. He wants to rob. And he wants, to, he wants to slaughter and destroy, right? And it says this, but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. <laughs> Say that, more than I expect. Really, it is more than you expect. Because we don't have expectancy for the favor 
that God's about to pour out on your life, but he wants to pour it out, right? Even in these moments tonight, he wants to give you like this covering of favor on your life. Because when he looks at you, he sees his son. And when he looks at his son, his son is glorified. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He's not living in this realm. He's living out of, a, out of a, another dimension that we don't live out of, that God is bringing us through and we're going to live out of. Right? But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow. And I don't know about you, but I want overflow. I want the overflowing of his presence in my life. And that only comes by the one thing I spoke about last week, worship. In everything you do, you give yourself to everything. You remove everything that gets in the way, that clutters the things that are coming after you, that you just worship anyway, right? I started with that, that verse from Acts with Paul and Silas. Listen, it was chains. It was jail. It was trouble. But they praised God anyways, and I call opening prison doors favor. Like, I'm, I'm believing that God, any place that we're bound, that we're locked up, God's loosening. Any place in the past where you stay, I'm, I'm telling you tonight, you don't stay there. You move from there into the place that he's called you. It's an open, wide place. Right? It's not constricted. It's just wide open. And, the Lord, and this is Jesus. This is what he does for us. This is what he'll do for you. This is what he wants to release on you. He doesn't want us to be bound and stuck and closed up and closed in. He wants us to be wild and free. He doesn't want us to be, you know, like bound up in things and feeling restrained. And I feel like God's about to break out and we're supposed to be loosed into something real and something full and something fearless. Come on. There's about to be something that's released on the church. And let it happen here, God. Let it happen in my life. Let it happen in your life that you are free and you're able to step out of all the things that constrict you so that you can walk into the purposes of God. And some of you, God's giving you dreams, visions, all these things, and, and they mean something. Right? When God speaks to you, it means something. He wants to take you somewhere. And so we don't want to hinder the Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit to be loosed on your life. So what he's trying to reveal in the church is this. He's wanting people yield, yielding to him fully so he can pour out the miraculous over his life, over your life. Right? And so I don't know about you, but I, I'm believing God is going to begin to do greater and greater miracles. Come on. Like the miraculous stuff. And that we don't settle when we lose a battle that we stay there. And that, that begins to determine our theology on what we think about whatever, whatever the situation is. Because it's not true. Right? And so when we start to surrender our lives fully, I promise you, you're going to have different results. Are you hearing me? When you begin to more and more loose your life to God, we begin to have different results. There's just going to be this overflow. It's going to be this, this life in fullness and overflow as the abundance of who he is begins to pour into us, right? And blessing, right, means this. Unfair advantage. It's one of the meanings of blessing. So bless your brothers and sisters. Bless them, bless them, bless them. 
have an unfair advantage. I want an unfair advantage over the enemy. Come on, because he doesn't rule, and, and, and we're going to talk about dominion at the end of this, because this is what he's calling us to, to live out of this place of royal rule. And when you have the favor of God, when you have the presence of God, when he moves with you, it begins to destroy every yoke that the enemy ever tried to bring against you, against your family, against your friends, against, come on, it's, it's multipli multiplicit and taking over if we step into it. But you got to step into it. You got to take it for yourself. You have to live out of it. Right? So we keys to expect from favor. And I'm going to talk about some things. And it's just first thing is uncommon ability to get resources. Now, why do I say that? Uncommon ability to get resources. I see there's a scripture here that says Deuteronomy 8.18. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it's he who gives you, gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore by his forefathers. That's a good promise. You have to love the word of God. You must love the word of God. You must eat the word of God. You must take every part of the word of God. You must devour the word of God. <laughs> you must. You must. And so this is not some obscure prosperity thing for us to, to preach a, a prosperity gospel. It's something that the Lord promises us. It's promised to my children's children. Right? So God wants to release that over us, and it's uncommon. It's not normal. I'm telling you, I think I heard it was Sean Bowles who said that they're, they're building some uh, like research, medical research place over in Israel, and the Arabs are putting into it. That's crazy stuff to me. That's like uncommon. Why? Because they know they can do it, and they know it'll happen, so they're going to sow their money into it so that they can send their family there, <laughs> right, if they need help. This is what I'm talking about. This should happen on all all types of levels for you and my you and my you you and myself. You hear me? Because there's something that the Lord wants to do. Things unusual unusual resources should come to your life. And that doesn't I'm not just talking about money. Things the ability to get things done we're going to get into that because it's relationships and favor. Like when we, we begin to step into the being totally comfortable in your skin because God is giving you his favor, right? That you're not hindered by anything, that there's no weird stuff with people. Like either you're, you're stepping in in fullness, confidence, knowing that God's going to bring you into a, a good end. That he is something that he wants to establish for you, and it's through putting relationships, relationships that are divine, relationships that God has put, set into place so that things can begin to unfold for you. Sometimes it's where you even, come on, it's sometimes it's where you attend church. There's relationships there that God has for you. You don't even know the person across the aisle. Do you understand? And God puts people in our paths every day, and we don't understand, but God may have someone that's a key to you, and you may be a key to them. 
And I'm saying this, this is the favor of God because this is why unity in the body is just could be crazy, amazing, good. No, it should be. It will be. But I'm telling you, this is why. Because people begin to open things up for others. Come on, it's not about always paving or keeping this. Like, that's stupid. Like, take it. Right? You know what I mean? It's like becomes, you know, we don't want to shift because we're worried people are going to go here, there, and everywhere. Okay. If you, listen, if people can't be stable enough and people are not getting what they need where they need to get it, I can remember a whole lot of things in my life that when the Spirit of God was was moving on my life, and I needed to go somewhere, and I had, you know, I was kind of under a, a lockdown because I was on a, on a church staff, and he's like, you don't need to go anywhere else. I'm like, no, I need, that guy's carrying revival. I need to go over there, right? I mean, I need it. I do need to. No, I don't need to think about it. I don't need to pray about it. I know that's where I want to go. Like, it's, it's okay, Right? Like, the Spirit of God moves through the body of Christ. So if we're just listening to one voice, that's twisted and messed up. Right? Okay. I don't know. I wasn't supposed to go there. I guess I was. But, but think of it, right? Like, the Queen of Sheba came into Solomon's temple and was like, whoa. That's favor. Like, she's like, I, can I sow into this temple? What's happening now? I'll, I'll bring a cartload of gold. Or whatever it is, whatever was needed, right? And this is what we need to understand, that God wants to do this for you. And it doesn't have to, it should be, I feel like favor makes things easy. Easy. Everyone say easy. Favor makes it a lot easier. I'm going to show you because Job, haha, Job's going to show us. He's going to teach us how favor works because it's the truth. But remember, right, relationships. Here's a relationship. You have Joseph. He's in prison. And he interprets a dream for the butler of Pharaoh. Who was, I don't know what he did, if he looked at Pharaoh wrong or something happened, he ended up in the slammer. But he had this dream, Joseph interpreted it, it was right on, and then two years later, he's, he's out, and he's not, he's forgotten about Joseph. But here's the thing about favor, it can change your situation in a moment, right? A one moment with favor, with the favor of God will shift everything in your life. And this is what we're going to pray for tonight, that the favor of God will hit our lives in such a way that everything begins to shift and move. It's not a magic trick. Come on, it's the favor of heaven. It's God wants to put what is in heaven on earth in you. You hear me? He wants to put everything that's in heaven in you and release it through you. And so... He goes to Pharaoh, and he says, oh, Pharaoh has that dream. He says, I know a guy, except he's locked up downstairs. 
And what happens? He brings him up, and all of a sudden, Joseph goes from being in the pit, in the prison, to the palace, right? Because what? After that, it was over. He gave Joseph, like, control of the entire nation. Like that. It's not a Thanos. Come on. Went over a bunch of people's heads. Went the other way, right? That God began to move and shift everything. So the third thing, did we get those? Did I have them all over the place? (laughs) Uncommon ability to get resources, right? Relationships that have favor. People will give time, energies, and service to what you're doing with joy. People begin to come around you. It's back to relationships. But there's this one thing. Psalm 110 says this. The Lord said to me, sit at my right hand till I make my enemies a footstool for you. And the Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion and rule in the midst of your enemies. Ready? Verse 3. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. In the beauties of holiness. From the womb of the morning, you will have the dew of your youth. Here's the deal. God, the anointing of favor, brings this. People will be volunteers in the day of your power. People. That means you and me will be volunteering in the day of his power. We'll be stepping out. We'll be allowing the Lord to use us in whatever capacity. I'm not, I'm not trying to bait you guys. Y'all are looking at me like a canvas again. Seriously. That Psalm 110 tells us that what dominion comes when people begin to step into the to the where the Lord's going and go with him. Right? And so that's all that favor is. When people begin to step in and align themselves with what God's doing in a certain place, in a, in a certain hour, in a certain region, whatever it looks like, right? That the people of God begin to step into that. And volunteer freely in the day of power. They don't have to have their arms twisted. You don't have to cause, come on. Don't have to provoke everyone. Don't have to pump the, listen, I did did church for a long time. And I always had to prime the pump. Come on. You don't understand what I'm saying? It's like God is, the Holy Spirit wants you to be sustained because you're living in, in the presence of God right? That you don't need a motivator. That God motivates you. He is your motivator. The spirit of the living God is the one that motivates you. You don't need to, uh, to be excited by someone else, but it's by God. And not that we don't encourage one another, because the Bible does say encourage one another, so you should be encouraging one another. But I am saying this, when we need to all constantly, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I, you got to pull people along. Come on, I've, I, I've come to the understanding that I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Can't do that. No, because if I, if, come on, if I got to post, you know, tag everyone. We were doing that at the beginning. Got to tag everyone to get everyone here. You know, remind you the church service is going on. All these things or whatever. I don't, I'm not into that. It's too much work. Right? You're hearing me. And I'm not just talking about this. I'm talking about anything else. I'm talk- I am talking about this right now. But 
it's an example because God wants us to be moving and living with him and moving because the power and the presence of God is drawing us and calling us to him because we're complete. So this goes the same. Ready, ready, we'll go here right now. This goes with your gifting too. Right? You don't need an invitation. God wants to use you and you don't need permission. Hello. <laughs> you don't need permission. You don't need permission. You don't need permission. If it gets a little wild, we'll clean it up after. You don't need permission. You okay with that? Yeah, half the people say yeah, and half the people say no. I'm telling you, we've got to come to this place where you freely move in what God's gifted you in and called you to so that you don't need to be provoked. That's called maturity. All right. Next point. I think I got my voice back. And I want to just talk about this because there's a reason why I'm saying all this. Because when we begin to step into a place as a body, what we're doing in business, what we're doing in our families, because it has to do with all those things. We don't, I've said this before, we don't make compartments for all these things, right? Your worship is in your job. Your worship is in, the, in, in church. Your worship is all the time, right? So the same goes for favor, Favor shouldn't be just on one thing. It shouldn't be just in one area. Favor should be on everything, right? When, when we need God's favor on everything, we need it. I need it. So what does that do? As we begin to step into what he's called us to, you begin to step into the giftings he's called you to, the talents that he's called you to, all these, you know, they can be gifts. They don't have to be spiritual gifts. They can just be gifts to the body. They can just be gifts to your friends. They can be your talents, the things that you do. But if you're not a good steward with them and you don't do the little, here's the deal. God wants to bring this ever-increasing kingdom right down in here. And the kingdom doesn't expand until you begin to expand. Until you begin to step into what he's called you to, until he, you begin to step into the, all the things that he's given you as talents and, and niches and all these things that he's done that he, he'll do through you, until you begin to step into those things, nothing will expand and grow in you. Right? Spiritual gifts, they don't grow inside of us until we begin to move and use them, right? The more time we spend in God, the more they grow, the more they, they increase in us. But here's the deal. So this is what the nucleus of what the kingdom of God looks like, right? He said, here, go. Matthew 10. Go. Preach the kingdom of God. What does that look like? I'll tell you what it looks like. God said this in Genesis. He said, let us make God in our image. Let us make them in our image. Not God. Little God. Little G. Right? Our likeness, and that let them have dominion, right? What does dominion look like? Dominion means this, you dominate. 
I know we all kind of like that word in church. But dominate, that means you, do, let's just put it simply, you dominate your skills. You become a master of what you've been called to. You begin to increase in the things he's called you to. You begin to take dominion in the realms he's called you to. Why? So that the kingdom will expand. And it's not about, can I say this? Is this okay in church? Can I say this? It doesn't mean that you have to win everyone in your job to Christ. You just have to be light. And I'm not saying that it doesn't include that, but I am saying this, that it includes you being you and the fullness of who you are so that the light of God begins to shine through you and they go, wow, there's favor on that guy. There's favor on that lady. Why, why, why? I'm going to talk to them. As a matter of fact, I want to be close to them. I might even want to be a friend of theirs. Is that okay? Because it doesn't mean that I need to convert everyone that's around me. Right? I would have failed a long time ago. So here's the deal. He wants us to, cre- to step into the, the truth of this, right? That we walk in dominion. That the fire of God is going to hit your life. That the favor of God is going to hit your life. And you begin to walk in favor. Uncommon, unreasonable, out of control, blessing, overcoming everything. Right? Job was like this, right? Here's Job's life. And you should read this whole, this whole chapter. But Job 20, I don't even have it. I believe it's Job 29. I don't even have it down, but I started writing it down. And Anyway, it said, Oh, in the months past, in the days when God was watching over me and his lamp shone over my head. Job 29, verse 1, right? That when by his light I walked through darkness, just as I was in the days of my prime, when the friendly counsel of God was over my tent. Right? It's, the, it's what I was talking about last week, right? That the shadow of God is over your life. What does it look like when you walk and the light of God shines over your head? Job knew this. This was Old Testament. What does it look like when your life has the beam of God? Can I tell you, sometimes I've had prophetic words and I felt like this, I felt like I go into like a tunnel. I know it's coming. Like I know God's about to speak. And I'm like, uh-oh. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes, it's always good, but sometimes you get a word of favor over your life and you're in the midst of peers that are going, oh. why him? Come on. And the Spirit of God wants you to just shake that off. For a long time, I couldn't shake it off, and it would always happen because I didn't like it, so the Lord must have made me uncomfortable. Boom. Boom. I don't want a word, God. Don't give me any words. I don't want any words. I go into a meeting. Boom. Right? So here's what God's saying. The shining, the goodness of God, it continues to go on, that by his light I walk through darkness because no dark place, when you have the light of God, can contain you. You don't get stuck in the darkness. You walk in the fullness. You don't get stuck in the places that are dark and closed up. You walk through them. Right? And when the friendly counsel of God was over my tent, when the Almighty was yet with me and my children were around me, 
and my steps were bathed with cream. Come on. And the rock poured out rivers of oil for me. Now, oil in those days was valuable, right? And so this is what Job's referring to, just the because it said that he was wealthy, right? If you remove the hedge and continue reading this because it talks about him. It talks about him standing in the square and the, and the, and the young men uh, coming around him and, the, and the, the elders, you know, begin to talk with him and reason with him. And all the, the favor of God on his life. And then look at the book. Everything's wiped out, taken away. And it's given back, what, seven times. So we can't, I'm saying all this tonight to say, how many of you want uncommon favor from God tonight? I do. I need it. I'm, I'm desiring it. I want God to pour out his favor. I want the oil. I want my feet to be bathed with cream. Come on. So that when I walk, if there's a flow in my life, that there's nothing... I can just, come on, slide by stuff. You know, the enemy can't grab what's oily. Right? So I just want us to, to focus on that tonight because when it says this, that when he went out by the gate of the city, when he, I took my seat in the open square, a young man saw me and hid, and the aged rose and stood. They honored him. Right? And I don't say all this because we won't need honor. Because honor doesn't come unless you honor. <laughs> it's just the way it is. You know, honor doesn't come unless you honor others. And, um, but we'll go back to Proverbs 21.20 and we'll end. Can I help you? wisdom's house you'll find delightful treasures and the oil of the Holy Spirit right God's got treasures for you that you have yet to find right treasures that you've yet to find and oil of the Holy Spirit but the stupid squander what they've been given and here's the key for that. We can't, listen, we're in days. God wants to increase our stewardship in such a way. Like his life on you looks completely different than it looked in the past. Right, because what he gives you, you're gonna begin to pour out. Because if you don't, you need to. Can I, I'm pleading with you. You have to pour out what he's giving to you said he hasn't given me anything. Yes, he has. You just haven't found it yet. That's why it says delightful treasures. There's things that are hidden in darkness that God wants to reveal to you tonight. And he wants to show you who you are. And he doesn't want you to be hindered by one thing. Right? And we can't squander. Right? The other translation says, but a foolish man squanders them. There's oil in the dwelling of the wise. And you and I, we need oil. I need fresh oil on my life.
I need the horn of oil that David talked about, like a wild ox poured over my life. And God wants to do that for us if we'll just give ourselves completely back in and worship, right? He's looking for us. It goes back to being completely abandoned. Lord, I'll do whatever you want. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'll go to the places that you call me. I'll step out of the comfortable places that you call me into the very uncomfortable places. Because we, come on, you have to step out of the comfort into discomfort for him to pour out. I promise you. And he wants to, he wants to increase the oil on your life. But why should he give you more if you're not using what you have? It's all about stewardship. I promise you, it's all about how we spend what he's given to us. And I want to spend what he gives me wisely so that I can reap a harvest a hundredfold. Right? It says that Isaac sowed into the land and he reaped a hundredfold. So you can't... We can't sit here and go, well, what is favor? How do I get favor? It's ABC. It's nothing. It's you give yourself completely over to God, and favor comes on your life. But the pro- the, here's, here's where, the, uh, where I want to give you the key. The key is just give yourself completely over. There's a story about T.L. Osborne, right? He had gone to the mission field. He had gone to, gone to India and didn't have great results. They saw a lot of people saved, but the miraculous, and it was just hard. He came back, and he went to a William Branham meeting, And if you don't know who these people are, you can look them up. But he moved in crazy miracles, signs, wonders, and and he had these, they had these tents packed out. And all they saw was these, they saw the, the, the stretchers going through and people rising up out of wheelchairs, the blind opening eyes. This is just a miraculous display of God's power. And so his wife had gone to one of the, the, the Branham meetings and began and came back home and said, you need to come. He's like, what am I going to come there for? And boy, he went there, and he got touched by the power of God. And what it did was it changed everything. It changed everything. What was it? It was God's presence. And they went there, and everything in India broke open, opened up, and then he had one of the greatest. If you don't know who T.L. Osborne is, you should look that up, too. But he had one of the greatest ministries in India that saw a great, great harvest, saw crazy miracles happen. But the release of who, he is, of who God is in your life depends on how much you give yourself over to him. Right? Every service you'll come here, and I'm going to say the same thing at the end, depends on how much you give your life over. Right? It's not like I have to do something to get something. He's just looking for you to be empty. So here it is, right? The lovers of God who chase after righteousness, they'll find all their dreams come true and an abundant life drenched with favor and a fountain that overflows with satisfaction. I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't feel satisfied. And when I don't feel satisfied, I know what I need more of Him. (laughs) It's real simple. When I don't feel satisfied in my heart, when I need, when I feel like I'm 
even agitated or whatever it might be, when you feel like out of sorts, you know what you need? You need Jesus. You need more of him on your life. And so I just want us to be satisfied with the overflow. God's going to overflow in your life as you just give yourself over. And he'll drench your life with favor. Because as far as I can tell right there, that's a promise. If I love, if I'm a lover, if I'm a chaser of God, if I'm just so in love with him that I'm just chasing him, and I chase after righteousness, that's all of who he is, the righteousness of God in Christ. Then the outpouring of who he is will come on you. So no matter what you did before and you came into this meeting tonight, I'm believing that God's going to just accelerate favor on your life tonight. Why not? If you just give yourself to it, he'll do it. I know he will. He'll just do it. So stand. Let's stand. favor just reach up now that's all I'm gonna do I'm gonna reach up father we need more of you I thank you for your favor I thank you that your favor is on our lives for our entire lives as we as we indulge ourselves with you as we just dive into who you are Lord I, I'm asking father right now that you release a favor and a grace on people tonight that, Lord, you just do it supernaturally right in these moments. That, Father, you'd cover every one of us with a blanket, with the oil of your favor tonight. Lord, we reach out to you, Lord. We stand in the, in, in the, in the righteousness of who you are. I thank you that when you're looking down from heaven right now, you're looking at all of us, and we look just like your son. And the favor of the son comes directly from the Father. And, Father, I thank you for the favor that you release to us tonight. I thank you for the abundance of who you are being released over this place tonight. I thank you, Father, that we're increasing in favor and wisdom, just like Jesus did. And Lord, we ask, Father, tonight that you do something. Just give us uncommon favor. I thank you that it's inexpressible and full of glory, the, the things that you want to bestow, that you want to throw over us, you want to blanket us with. Lord, we want to be like Job, where the light of God is over our lives in, this, in such a powerful and tangible way. I thank you for your beauty tonight. I thank you for your goodness tonight. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your oil. I thank you that our feet, every place that we step, Lord, it's bathed with cream that you prepared a way before us, Father, as we yield our lives in a greater way tonight. That, Lord, there's nothing that you can't do in the midst of us, Father, right now. Thank you, Father. really, if you're hungry, you continue to be hungry, you can rush the front, you can stay where you are, you can do whatever you want. You don't need permission. <laughs> so we give ourselves to you tonight, God. We thank you. Thank you for your love and your presence, Father, with us. We thank you 
We're asking God for the oil of joy that would stand in the midst of you, Father, in your fiery presence, God. I thank you that when the oil of favor and the fire of heaven come together, oh boy, something powerful begins to happen. So we stand here tonight asking that you do that for us. In Jesus' name.